Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. My name is Michael Rappaport. You are now listening to a brand new I Am Rappaport stereo podcast where I am discussing they sent a fucking pipe bomb to Bob De Niro, to Bobby fucking D. They crossed the fucking line with that. An honorable mention, Hall of Fame stickman has been removed for the first time ever. A potential Hall of Famer who made it to the honorable mention category has been removed from the list until further noticed. And so much more with Plus. Plus, I got special guest. He's back. Shit talker with stories about Drake bumping into LeBron, literally. And so much more. Ben Baller is back in the building. We're talking Lakers. We're talking World Series. We're talking about a ride in his fucking Lamborghini. He took me for a ride in his fucking Lamborghini, and I almost threw up all that more in his smash mouth. Brand new. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, let me get something real nice. Let me get something real proper. All right, I got to talk about my bookie. Watching football is fun. It's fantastic. We all know this, but it's even more entertaining when you put some action on the game. Guys, you've heard me talking about it for weeks, okay? And some of you, uh, for some reason, are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. If you're the kind of guy or girl that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay, okay? A parlay means you pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, 
you can turn a hundred bucks into six hundred bucks like pittsburgh minus eight indianapolis minus three and the packers plus nine and a half together parlez-vous parlay that's french for parlay there's so much to bet on at mybookie.ag look a deal is a deal and my bookie is offering a fantastic deal offering a hundred percent bonus for the last time this year that's right after sunday's kickoff Okay, you can kiss that bonus goodbye. Also, make sure you follow at MyBookie on Twitter and Instagram. They personally respond to every mention and DM personally. Not to mention that they've given away a nearly $10,000 in free money. $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. Log on to MyBookie.ag right now. Do not miss out on your last opportunity to collect the industry's biggest bonus, 100% bonus. Use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, and you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. The promo code is RAPAPORT. You play, you win, you get paid at mybookie.ag. All right. Yes, yes, this is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. My name is the White Chocolate Tito, a.k.a. Bird, a.k.a. White Mike, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting. And I'm about to take you deep, deep into the rocky waters of the 15th round on this smash mouth I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. What a week it has been crazy week a week of winning a week of fucking winning first of all um i wanted to announce this uh the other day because i knew about this on monday um and we recorded monday night uh for the tuesday podcast with joey coco diaz i i had already knew about this but i was i was asked not to mention it for whatever reason um because that's the way it works. You know, sometimes you got to wait till uh, they say announce it. Um, but it was hard for me not to say anything about it. But I'm so fucking proud and excited and appreciative that uh, the Netflix show that I'm on, Atypical, uh, has been picked up for season three. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm happy about it. I'm relieved about it. Um, you know, you make television, you make... Uh, movies, you make podcasts, you make art, you make things, you make documentaries. You never fucking know. You never fucking know. You know, I, I did this show last year uh, uh, during uh, my break from Atypical, White Famous with Jay Farrow on Showtime, which I loved, which all the fans loved. They loved it. Everybody loved it. Everybody who saw it loved it, and a lot of people saw it. Um, but for whatever reason, and maybe one day I'll go into the exact reason, but let's just call it politics for right now. It did not get picked up and it, it was, it was fucked up. It was, it was upsetting, um, because we felt good about it. It was upsetting because you bust your ass. Um, it's never good to, to be told no. Um, the show was received well. Um, people liked it. People still ask about it, but for whatever the fucking reason, and there's so many different variables, um, this time it was just politics. 
the show didn't get picked up. So you you never know. And I, I would have bet I would have bet that it would have gotten picked up. It just didn't. Um, atypical, very successful first season, very very successful second season, critically acclaimed, fans like it. Um, eclectic fans, uh, meaning um, you know, kids have come up to me and tell me they like the show. Um, adults have come up to me, uh, uh, tell me they like the show and they like it for different reasons. I had a, a great time working on season two. Uh, I, I, I had a feeling it would get picked up, but you never know until you fucking know. And Monday morning, I literally said, this is the fucking week. We got to find out. I can't fucking deal with this shit. The other actors were communicating. Nobody, nobody likes it. You're in limbo. Found out Monday morning, show got picked up. I was elated. I was fucking elated, but they said you can't announce it. Uh, you can't say anything about social media because they know that I'll start uh, talking shit. I want it to emergency podcast. They said you can't say anything till Wednesday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Boom. Um, they announced it first. And then, of course, uh, you know, the announcement was public. Blah, 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 blah. But atypical uh, is picked up for the fans of this podcast that have watched supported, tweeted, texted me, and then enjoy Atypical. I appreciate it. Um, season two is streaming on Netflix, and uh, we'll be back for season three. Um, probably start shooting in the spring or something like that. I have no clue at this point, um, but I'll be back, uh, and the show will be back. Atypical will be back. Uh, we will we will be back uh, doing the damn thing for season three, and, and I'm excited about it. So as I told you, we got Ben Baller coming on later on. Uh, he's been on the podcast, uh, once before great podcast. Um, it's a dope, uh, interview, sit down with him talking shit. It's just kind of general shit talking, uh, uh, about all things that are going on in the world today. Later on in the episode, um, I don't know what to say about this situation. Um, they were sending bombs, pipe bombs all week. Uh, to different Democratic people. They sent the pipe bomb to uh, President Obama. They sent the pipe bomb to uh, Hillary Clinton. They sent the fucking pipe bomb to uh, Joey Biden. I call him Joey B. Um, and a few other people. And then I found out a few hours ago, they crossed the fucking line now, these motherfuckers. I don't know who these fucks are, but they sent a pipe bomb to Bob De Niro. These motherfuckers. Listen, all bets are off now. You want to fuck around? I don't support pipe bombs to anybody. Okay? Republican, Democrat, anybody. I don't support fucking pipe bombs. Okay? To anybody. Dick Stain, Donald Trump. It, I'm not with the pipe bombs. Okay? Secret Service protect people who, who served in political office and who used to serve in political office like the people I just mentioned, okay? But you want to send a pipe bomb to Bob De Niro? Bobby fucking D, they sent a pipe bomb to Bob De Niro's Tribeca restaurant. They tried to blow up Bob. Who the fuck, who's sending those fucking bombs? Who is sending those fucking bombs? Who sent the bomb to Bob? That's what I want to know. I'm sure they're going to find this cocksucker, but you want to talk about some, some sucker shit. You want to talk about some, some punk ass shit. You're sending pipe bombs to Bobby fucking D in New York City. You know how beloved Robert De Niro is in New York City? 
presidential? You want to talk about presidential? You want to talk about a guy who's revered? It's not okay. It's got to stop now. It's got to stop now. Right now. I am Rappaport Podcast. As I, I mentioned earlier, um, a man who uh, a lot of people pushed me into it. I, I was a little reluctant. I never felt totally comfortable. But a guy who uh, actually made the ultimate list of great stickmen part one in my soon-to-be New York Times best-selling book. This book has bold sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash. Now, I don't know if you read the book or didn't read the book uh, or you listened to the book uh, on audio tape or not. Uh, but if you didn't, it's your loss. Okay, uh, I talk about all things sports, about meeting Muhammad Ali, 23 reasons why LeBron James will never be like Mike. Uh, I talk about uh, my love for Magic Johnson, uh, my hate of all things Boston sports, and so on and so forth. One of the one of the revered classic chapters is the all-time ultimate list of great stickmen. Okay, of course, we got people on the book on there right now. Uh, I'm reading from it right now. Albert Einstein, one of the great underrated stickmen of all time. Of course, Will Chamberlain, Leonardo DiCaprio, Derek Jeter, Jack Nicholson, and so forth and so on. In the uh, list, the ultimate list of great stickmen part one from my book. This book has both sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash, which is available on softcover, uh, an audio book. Um, we do an honorable mention section. Uh, some of the people that made the honorable mention section are Milton Berle, uh, the guy who clipped Anna Nicole Smith when he was 100 years old. Remember that fucking guy? Uh, J. Howard Marshall the second. Remember, he was, he, was, uh, he, was, he was knocking down Anna Nicole Smith, God rest her soul, uh, when he was like 100 years old. Um, and a few other people. Madonna made the, all, the list uh, as the honorable mention. And John Mayer made the list as an honorable mention, potential Hall of Famer. He's off the fucking list officially. Now, some would say, how, how could that be? Look, look at his list of women. Jennifer Aniston. Uh, apparently, he, he was with Kim Kardashian, Katy Perry, Jessica Simpson, uh, uh, Taylor Swift. The guy's got a fantastic list. But as I've said once, I've said it, a billion times. The first rule of being a great stick man is never talk numbers, never discuss details. The first rule of being a great stick man is never discuss being a stick man. I don't know how much more I can stress it. I, I don't know what I, I can do to stress it anymore. But this fucking guy, John Mayer, has been slipping for a long time. He was doing some interview. I don't know what the fuck it is. He's an oversharer. Okay, John Mayer's a, a handsome guy that could play guitar, and he's not a good songwriter. Okay, but that guitar can get you a lot of pussy. That's a fact. Chicks like the guitar player. They like the drummer. He's a handsome guy, very, very, very good guitar player. Hasn't made that many great songs, okay? And, he, and he's bedded down a, a, a bunch of women. 
I mean, that's just some of the list. But I've always thought this guy's a fucking goofball. He doesn't really know what to do with himself. He's he's a guitar nude, a nerd. He's probably spent thousands and thousands and thousands of hours. And no disrespect, they say it takes 10,000 hours to perfect a craft. But during some interview, John Mayer was once again asked about the different women that he's been with and how many women he's been with. And the number came up of 500. They started doing the math. How would that work? It's like 37 women a year for 20 years. Yeah, Listen, you're a big star. That's, that's easy work, okay? But if you want to make the Hall of Fame stickman list, if you want to be considered an I Am Rappaport coxman, up there with the great Burgess Meredith, up there with John F.K. and John F.K. Jr., you don't talk numbers. Now, some might say, well, Walt Chamberlain, he talked numbers. He said he was with, what did he say, 10,000 women or some crazy shit? Listen, I personally, I think that was bullshit, okay? I, I think Wilt Chamberlain, uh, God rest his soul, had some uh, secrets in his closets. Okay, it's been well documented, but he's gone. He said that. There was a lot of scrutiny. Uh, 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 there was a lot of chaos arguing in the stickman community, but that's what Wilt Chamberlain said, okay? But he's gone. We can't argue with him now. He's a Hall of Famer, whether it was 10,000, 5,000, whatever. He was putting in that work. Whether or not he had secrets, that's a, that's a rumor. Doesn't matter. None of that matters. He's gone. John Mayer's 41 years old. You're off the list, Duke. Okay? You're off the motherfucking list. Real stick men don't talk. Do you hear Jeter talking? Did you ever hear Jack Nicholson talking? Did you ever hear Leonardo talking? They let the sticking do the talking. Okay? Milton Burl, fantastic stickman. Fucking Dominique Wilkins, great coxman. You never heard a peep from these guys. Prince, he showed and proved he didn't talk. John Mayer, you fucking goofball, guitar playing goofball. You're off the list until further Notice, sorry, Charlie. I'm not going to argue about it. I'm not going to discuss it. It is what it is. The first rule of being a stickman is never discuss being a stickman. It's fucking basic. Where do you think the fight club got the line? The first rule of being in fight club is never discuss fight man. From the stickman list. From our stickman rules. Look it up. Fact check it. I'm not going to do it. See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Fact check nothing. Listen, you know that I'm all about my NFL football, and you know that my book has balls. Now you can combine my knowledge and my writing to win you money. I personally picked every single game this weekend at sportsbetcollective.com with commentary you won't find anywhere else i tried to tell you i tried to tell you last friday if you didn't check it out did you check it out those who did were rewarded because i me the gringo motherfucking mandingo went 10 2 and 1 10 wins two picks were incorrect and one tie 
Okay, and one broke even. That means I'm better than the Vegas handicappers this year. 10, 2, and fucking 1. Look it up at sportsbetcollective.com. What the fuck? My opinion just costs a buck. What the fuck? That rhymes. My opinion just costs a buck. Break the bank. You need any edge you can get. And you know I am a senior fantasy football guru. That's a fact. I didn't just make that up. I'm a senior fantasy football guru. You don't have to listen to me. They've also got expert writers picking NBA, college football, every single thing you could think of. Bookmark this page. Sportsbetcollective.com. Catch all my picks at sportsbetcollective.com. NBA is picking up its pace. The NFL is in full, full, beautiful bloom. One of the big stories this week are that the the shitty Oakland Raiders, who I believe, and I'm not fact-checking, are one in five. Derek Carr, their, their star quarterback, who doesn't curse, which is always a concern of mine. I remember Dwight Howard, basketball player, he, he didn't curse. And I was always like, I don't want my big man not cursing. I want him dunking on you and then talking about your mom in vulgar terminology. I want him blocking your shot and being like, get that shit out of here, you punk motherfucker, you. Um, and we're going to get to some shit talking that went down in the NBA between a friend of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast and a player that I'm a fan of, Andre Drummond, um, and I'm a fan of Joel Embiid. They've been going back and forth. They had a, a tough game a couple of days ago. But let's stay on Derek Carr. Derek Carr, and let's let's remind ourselves. In 2016, the Oakland Raiders were 12 and four. They finished the season at 12 and four. They were 12 and two when their all-star, all-pro quarterback Derek Carr went down with a broken leg. He broke his leg, okay? Um, he came back the next season, which was 2017 last season. Uh, they were never the same. The Oakland Raiders j- weren't good. My guy, Amari Cooper, who just got traded to the Dallas Cowboys, who, who had a case of the yips all last season. Amari Cooper, our guy, we talk big up him on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. He won me a fantasy football game in 2016, and since then he's had the yips, meaning... Uh, a wide receiver who can't catch the ball. That's like me being a podcaster without a voice. Remember the summer of 2017? I almost lost my voice. No voice, no podcast. Can't catch a ball? You're not a wide receiver. Uh, Maybe you could play defensive back. Maybe you play strong safety. I don't know what, but you're not a wide receiver if you're not catching the fucking ball. That's just the way it works. Derek Carr... Got injured again last week. Um, In London, the Raiders are playing the Seattle Seahawks. They lost the game 27-3. They traded away their best football player, Khalil Mack. Their team sucks. They're in complete disarray. Beast mode is not a beast anymore. Sorry. Sorry. He's He's an inconsistent beast. Sorry. Sorry, Marshawn Lynch. It, the beast mode days are over. Okay, one or two runs in the beginning of the season. Now it's, it's done. But at one point in the game, Derek Carr went down with a shoulder injury. And rumor has it is that there were tears in his eyes and he was crying. Um, if I was an Oakland Raiders fan right now, I would be crying too. 
Uh, there was a rumor this week that the Oakland Raider players have turned their back on Derek Carr because he was crying. Uh, my question is, why aren't all of you crying? If I was Derek Carr and I came back after breaking my fucking leg, do you know how hard it is to recover from breaking your fucking leg? I broke my fucking leg when I was two. I've never been the same. Okay, I broke my fucking leg at two. Derek Carr's a quarterback and broke his leg. He didn't twist it. He didn't fracture it. He broke his fucking leg. He came back. He was never the same. They're one in five. They got a, a coach, John Gruden, who gets $100 million. It's more than any football player in the NFL right now. $100 million Garen fucking teed. Which means if he breaks his leg, he's still going to get paid. If Derek Carr breaks his leg again and can't play, he ain't getting his money. Their coach is getting their money. I don't get it. John Gruden is not David Copperfield. He's not Harry Houdini. You can't just presto change and uh, boom, the Raiders are going to be good. Then for some fucking reason, they traded their best player, Khalil Mack, who's probably the defensive player of the year this year for the, the Chicago Bears. Shout out to my man, Aaron, out in Chicago, Chicago Rapper Pack, uh, Headquarters. They looked at the tape and all that stuff. I don't think Derek Carr uh, uh, was fully crying, but if he was, he should be. The rest of the Oakland Raiders should be crying. It's been a disgusting, disappointing year for the fans. The fans of Oakland should be crying because you know what the reality of it is? One of the most iconic franchises in all of sports that Oakland Raiders shield, that Raiders shield is one of the most iconic emblems in all sports. Yankee emblem, uh, the Dallas Cowboys star, the Raiders, no matter what the sport is, everybody knows that Raiders shit. Going back from NWA and all the West Coast rap to Lyle Alzado, Howie Long, Jack Tatum, and all those guys, the Oakland Raiders will never, ever, ever be relevant in the NFL again. By the time the Oakland Raiders figure it out, they will now be, they will then be the Las Vegas Raiders. If I was Derek Carr, I would be fucking crying too. And if teammates were talking shit, then you motherfuckers just don't care. If I broke my leg and I'm 26, 27 years old, I came back and then possibly dislocated my shoulder while I'm in London, losing 27 to three to the Seattle Seahawks, playing in fucking London, I'd be crying fucking too. I was talking about this when I was on uh, Undisputed with Skip, my man Chris Broussard, Debo, James Harrison will be on the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. James Harrison, former Pittsburgh Steeler, fucking goon, badass. He was on there with me. He said, yes, I come fuck with your podcast. Fuck with Debo. Challenge him to a, a push-up contest. He didn't want that smoke. Challenge him to a squat contest. He didn't want that smoke. Maybe when he comes on the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, he will actually want that smoke and will get it on. Push-up contest, squats. I started doing air squats in front of him. He said, I don't even warm up with squats with my own body weight. I said, well, I didn't know what to say to that. Squats are hard. He mocked me, meaning he only does squats with extra weight, 200 pounds, 300 pounds, whatever the fuck he's doing. He mocked me while I was doing my squats. 
but it was dope to do, um, you know, an hour plus of Undisputed. I don't know why Shannon Sharp wasn't there. Um, it was fun. Live TV is dope. And those guys work their asses off, man. Skip, Skip Bayless works his ass off. That show starts at 6.30. I was wrong. I thought, I thought it started at 7, uh, at 7 in the morning. It starts at 6.30 Pacific Coast time. That means they wake up at like 4. They got to prepare. They make it look so easy. Talking on TV, live TV, for three and a half hours. Yo, that shit ain't, that shit is no joke. I did an hour live. Shit is no joke. Yeah, there's commercial breaks, but it's just no joke. Uh, I love doing that show. Chris Broussard and Skip, um, those are my guys, and, and it was dope to do it. Um, and uh, Broussard, I love him because we talk about NBA, and the NBA is heating up. The other night, uh, listen, I'm a Joel Embiid fan. It's hard It's hard not to like him. You know, uh, his comeback from his injuries, his personality is likable, but enough is enough, okay? I don't want my seven foot, at least seven foot two, 280-pound center being both funny and a flopper. You could be funny and not a flopper. You could be a flopper and not funny. But Joel Embiid, who is one of the best big men in the NBA, and I'm a fan, you can't be funny or your Instagram. You can't be Troel Embiid and then get out there and talk shit and flop. This ain't soccer, Duke. Okay? This ain't, this ain't Major League Soccer. This ain't the World Cup. You're out there flopping. Like you're playing like some sort of weekend soccer game. The Detroit Pistons, Blake Griffin had 50 on them. Played the Philadelphia 76ers the other day. And they were going at it before the game. They didn't shake hands. Joel Embiid and my man Andre Drummond. Goon squad Andre Drummond. Fucking bully ball Andre Drummond. He's on some Moses Malone shit. He's on some Bob Lanier but he's more skilled. But that motherfucker, he's on some bully ball shit. They did not shake hands before the game. They don't like each other. They had some shit last year. They were talking shit. Andre Drummond, you heard him on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. He's not a talker. He's about that shit. He's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. He's one of the most underrated big men in the last 15 years of the NBA. He's a 2020 dude. He's a double-double machine. That motherfucker will put up 25 points, grab 20 rebounds, and none of it will make it to Sports Center. There will be no highlights because he doesn't have that kind of game. He has that bully ball kind of game. Okay? So they played in a game and they were going at it. And, you know, Joel's no joke. He's big, he's tall, he likes to block shots. But at one point, he flopped and got. Andre Drummond, he literally, like, he barely touched me, flopped. The referees saw it, which I don't know why the referees don't uh, replay it. This motherfucker, like, literally fell down like he got shot in the dick with a BB gun. And the referees gave Andre Drummond a tech. I don't know why. They do replays for every single thing else. They need to start doing replays for these flops. Because it's embarrassing that you're seven foot three, 280 fucking pounds, and you're flopping around. Like a fish on a boat that's afraid it's never going to go back into the ocean. And the shit talking and beef continues and I love it. I love good old-fashioned basketball beef. I love two big motherfuckers that don't like each other. Okay? But I don't like funny and flopping. Okay? I don't like funny and flopping. I'm a fan of Embiid's game. But after the game, Andre Drummond uh, said... 
Well, let me start with what Embiid said. Joel Embiid said said uh, that uh, uh, Andre Drummond can't shoot. Listen, I, I don't think he's a great shooter either. But when you can get to the basket because you're just such a bully, you don't really need to shoot. He said that uh, he declared himself the James Harden of bigs because of his flopping prowess. See, that, that's funny, but that's nothing to be proud of. You're 7'3", 280, Duke. You're proud that you're the James Harden of bigs? Andre Drummond came back and said, you really can't have a conversation with a big man who can't play a back-to-back game? Andre Drummond said, I, I've been playing for six years and I've missed five games. So when homie can play a whole season without taking a rest, he could come talk to me. The guys play next week. That should be the game of the week. Okay, the Pistons and Sixers play again next week in Philly. I'm on Team Drummond. I'm always going to be on the quiet goon guy's side. Okay, I like the Sixers, but I like the goons. I miss Stan Van Gundy in Detroit. I miss Bizarro Stan Van Gundy. I haven't heard from him. Be on the lookout. Maybe he will emerge the day of the Sixers-Detroit Pistons rematch. But I don't like the flopping Troel Embiid. That's right. And if you want that smoke, come here to the I Am Rapport Stereo Pockets. We'll see how funny you are, Duke. The other night, you probably saw it. I was watching it live on my NBA pass. Um, the Golden State Warriors were playing the Washington Wizards in Golden State, and I lost respect for the Wizards. Fucking bullets. I still call them the Washington Bullets. Um, Steph Curry went nuts. Steph Curry scored 51 points in three quarters. And up until the end of the third quarter, it was like a 15-point game. I mean, Washington wasn't down 40. Steph was doing all kinds of Harlem Globetrotter, you know, Papa Shot shit, busting their ass, killing them. And at one point, Kelly Oubre of the Washington Wizards like looked at Steph after he made a three in his, in his mouth. He made a three in his grill piece. He looked at him like, what are you doing? And then later on in the fourth quarter, about 10 minutes into the fourth quarter, Kevin Durant came down the lane with no interference, with no resistance, dunked on the motherfucker. There was, he, dunked, he dunked on nobody because there was no one near him. And then he asked to be checked out of the game because he said, take me out of these games. These dudes are trash. And I understand why. The Washington Wizards, that moment that they had a couple of years ago, when John Wall hit that game winner in game four, not game five, game four, not game five, but was acting like the series was over and then they wound up losing the series. That's who John Wall and the Washington Wizards are. They, they've hit a ceiling. They're not champions. You know, they have talent. I love Bradley Beal. I, I love John Wall, but yo, you can't let a dude Run down the list. First of all, Steph's hitting 51. You, you can't do anything about that. But when he's doing it, don't like gesture at him like, wow, you're so good. That's for me to do at home. That's for the fans to do. You're on the court with him, Kelly Oubre. And then after he scores 51 and three quarters, don't let Kevin Durant come down the lane with no resistance to the point where he's like, Yo, I got I to gotta sit me out. These dudes are trash. He actually said that. And he had a right to say it. They gave up. The Washington Wizards gave up. They literally took their heart. And, and uh, after the game, uh, Steph Curry, you know who, who's, he likes to talk his little shit. 
He posted a picture of himself and he said, hashtag ruin the league. Because everybody's saying that, you know, that the Golden State Warriors ruined the league. And obviously the icing on the cake was Boogie Cousins, who's not playing yet, coming to the league. And I thought about it. I said, he didn't ruin the league. The league ruined the league. Uh, Andre Drummond got hurt. Not Andre Drummond. Boogie Cousins got hurt. You know, he's been a little bit of a pain in the ass on teams, but you can't argue with his talent. Uh, he tore his Achilles. He got offered nothing from no other teams. And the Golden State Warriors signed him. Put it this way. Let's say you're used to driving a Honda Accord. Okay, you've, you've driven Honda Accords, which I, I had a Honda Accord. They're good cars, right? They're not luxury cars. They're good cars. They're safe cars. They, they have all like, you know, some bells and whistles. You know what you're getting. It's a good, fair-priced car. But let's say you go to the, the, the car dealership and they're like, yo, check this out. I know you're a Honda Accord guy, but believe it or not, I got a Rolls Royce sitting here. And I could give you this Rolls Royce for actually cheaper than your Honda Accord. Now, now all you got to do is let the Rolls Royce get a tune-up uh, for a few months. Um, let it get repaired a little bit, but it's, it's, it's next to new. It's not brand new, but it's next to new. But I'm going to give you a, a Rolls Royce. It's red. Okay, I know you like a simple, low-key, dark gray Honda Accord, but I'm going to give you this red Rolls Royce for a cheaper price than you pay for your Honda Accord. What are you going to do? The Golden State Warriors got a Rolls Royce for the price of a fucking, of a Hyundai. No disrespect to people that uh, drive Hondas, but they got DeMarcus Cousins for the price of a Hyundai. So when he comes back and the Golden State Warriors continue to kick ass, do not blame Steph, do not blame KD, do not blame Boogie Cousins, do not blame the Golden State Warriors. The rest of the league could have signed him, but they didn't. He wound up on Golden State. He's going to be a great team player. He's going to be a great addition. And the Golden State Warriors are going to win the championship. And like I said, Steph Curry right now is on par. We're five games into the season, which means nothing. But Steph Curry is on par to win the MVP. Like I said, he's playing free. He's healthy. And you really just can't stop him. You can't stop Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant had 30 points. Steph Curry had 51 points. Right there is 81 points between two people. Low key. That should be Clay Thompson's nickname. Low key. Low clay. Low key is better than low clay. Um, you just they're they're gonna win the championship. But don't get mad at Steph and the Golden State Warriors. They didn't ruin the fucking league. The rest of the, the rest of the league ruined the fucking league. And the league's not even ruined. The NBA is so competitive right now from, from teams like Detroit, who's a problem, to Kemba Walker down in Charlotte, to Kawhi, who should stay in Detroit. You're not built for a big city, homie. I was thinking about this. If, if you don't like to talk, and that's fine if you're shy, and, and that's not a disease, and you're a quiet person, don't just stay in, stay in Toronto. I think Kawhi Leonard should stay in Toronto. Make Toronto, make Canada your own, be the dude up there. They don't want you to do song and dances. You don't need to be like fucking Troel Embiid, Mr. Joke Guy. Just kick ass, do your thing. Houston's good. Oklahoma City's going to be a problem. The Utah Jazz are really good. 
Orlando has improved. The Denver Nuggets. The NBA is in great fucking shape. And I don't even need to bring up the Los Angeles Lakers who finally won a game. But I don't hear about the league is ruined or all that stuff. No. By the way, the Cleveland Cavaliers haven't won a game yet. I'm just throwing that in. They haven't won one fucking game. Not yet. They're going to win one at some point, but I won't be surprised those motherfuckers go like 0-9, 0-10. Good. Good. That's what you get, you fucks you. I am Rappaport Podcast. What else? Oh, I saw that movie. Skip it. Skip it. It was trash. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody about uh, Freddie Mercury and the group uh, Queen. Remember the movie uh, Walk the, not Walk the Line, uh, Walk, uh, what the fuck was it? It was like a mock, um, what was it? A, a Walk Hard. Walk Hard, the, the Dewey, um, fuck, the Dewey Cox story. It's a funny movie. John C. Riley, Walk Hard. It was like mocking all the, like the documentary star, style, you know, rock films. And it was mocking the, um, it was like a spoof on the, uh, what the, Johnny Cash movie, Walk the Line. Bohemian Rhapsody is not trying to be a spoof on on rock and roll films like The Doors and all that, but it is. Skip it. I hate to say it. Shit's whack. It was laughable at times. And they all got on bad wigs, bad wigs and and, and British accents. And and it's just not good. I don't know why they released it in November. You ain't getting no awards, Duke. Sorry. Um, And I'm, I'm mad that I went to go see it because I wasted my fucking time. I should have sent the, the young shooter to go see it beforehand because he goes to see everything as soon as they come out. But I saw a screening of it. Nonetheless, skip it. Um, but uh, I wanted to talk about Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, she's piping up again. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner, who openly voted for Trump, who said she was, uh, you know, she was going to help open up his mind and open up the Republican Party to the LGBTQ community. Um, and, and, you know, she's a Republican, Republican, Republican. Fine. I'm not going down that alley, but you're a, a, a transsexual woman. You know how these people feel about you. Yet you thought you, the ego is so fucking big. You thought you and your awkward, weird self. And it has nothing. Yo, Caitlyn Jenner, when she was Bruce Jenner was awkward and weird. Okay. You're not likable. You just you don't have a likable quality. When you were with when you were Bruce, you didn't, you weren't likable. When you were in your heyday, you weren't likable. And now that you're Caitlyn, you're not likable. So she penned a letter. No one wants your letter. No one gives a sadly I was wrong. The reality is that the trans community is being relentlessly attacked by the president. Caitlyn, you're not the spokesperson for the LGBTQ community. You're on the top of a cliff in Malibu. You're not in the struggle. Okay? No one gives a fuck about your opinion. You're a flip-flopper. You voted Republican because of your wallet and your taxes. You weren't thinking about the LGBTQ community then. Don't think about them now. Just live your life. Enjoy yourself. You're not that dude. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I didn't mean that figuratively. You're not that motherfucking person. No one wants to hear from you, Caitlin. But you know what people do want to hear from? This is Ben Baller. He's back on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Um, Listen, came in last time. People loved it. I loved it. Fans loved it. 
Um, brought him back again, talking a lot of shit. I, uh, I came so close to Willie Hutching. Willie Hutching, a really big time, very likable A-list actor. And people are probably going to say, who, who, who was about to get that Willie Hutch? Uh, right now, I put them on ice. I put them on ice. But uh, somebody who I'm quote-unquote friends with, you know, who's uh, you know, a big fan and respectful and all that stuff, ignored the request to be on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I ask once, you fuck. Okay? I learned from Bill Simmons. I asked that fuck three times, and he got that Willie Hutch. He got that work. This motherfucker's so close to getting that public Willie Hutching, he doesn't even know it. Uh, but we talk about that. We talk about the Dodgers. We talk about jewelry. We talk about sneaker culture. What the... Expensive sneakers and so much more. Coming up next, my main man, Ben Baller. Listen, it's getting a little cold around, okay? You can't just walk around in uh, shorts and a t-shirt, all right? And Menlo Club is a men's subscription clothing service that delivers incredible products straight to your door for only $60 a month that will have you looking fantastic, and it's easy to figure out. Each month, you get two to three curated items of clothing shipped directly to you to help you build a thorough and well-balanced wardrobe. Guys, I've said it once. I've said it a billion times. I don't, I don't know how to dress, okay? Menlo Club has me looking sharp, and it's easy. I don't have to think, okay? These guys have been in the fashion game for 16-plus years, so they know what they're doing. Do you even like shopping? I don't. Are you too busy to shop? Are you too lazy? It's stressful. I don't like it. I don't like figuring out the color coordination. Menlo Club makes it simple. Leave it to Menlo Club. It's simple. You go out and pursue your passions and dreams, and the Menlo Club will have you looking sharp doing it. How easy is that? How incredible is that? Fall has fallen upon us, so you need to keep warm while looking sharp. There are four style profiles you could pick from. Classic, casual, forward, or mixed. Right now, I'm into the mix style. I mix, I match. For the month of October, go to themenloclub.com. That's themenloclub.com. T-H-E-M-E-N-L-O club.com. Use the promo code CHAMP, that's me, and sign up and get a double package for your first month for only 60 bucks. All right, here we are. Here we fucking are. Ben Baller is back on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Let me get a test, Ben Baller. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Let's just jump into it. Let's get right into it, boss. Um, Because it's a very exciting time to be a Los Angelino sports fan. Um, First, uh, I've said this once. I've said it uh, many times. I could give a fuck about baseball. Your Los Angeles Dodgers, our mutual friend, Nick Turturro's big <laughs> baseball. Your Los Angeles Dodgers are playing the Boston Red Sox in the World Series. For the ship, man. Now, I grew up hating Steve Garvey. I never understood Tommy Lasorda. Like, you're a Brooklyn guy, you're a New York guy, and now you're with the... I hated them. I was a Yankee fan when I loved baseball. Of course. Could give a shit about baseball now. Give me the reality, your prediction. You're, you're a baseball guy. You're a Dodgers fan. Well, I can't say I watch a ton of baseball, but I watch a lot of Dodgers. You know what I mean? 
give me the reality because I want the Dodgers to beat the dog shit out of the Boston Red Sox. What can I expect? And Nick, my man, he predicted on this here I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. He he promised me pretty much that the Astros, who I know nothing about, would handle the Red Sox. So break down what the fuck happened with the Astros and the Red Sox. And and can I hope for some Boston tears? So never in a million years would I ever even like the crazy thing is I would even think that Nick Tutorial Mort knows more about my Dodgers than than I do. He's he's a sick guy when it comes to baseball. I had no idea. I thought, you know, um, on the acting level, he's funny. And I, you know, watched a couple of his, uh, his little videos he posts when, he, when he's at, you know, the, uh, Yankee game and stuff. So let me break this down. Houston is like the Golden State fucking Warriors of, of, of baseball. That's how they're looked at. Yeah, they're, they're, they're incredible. They're insane, how the right? how fuck did they lose to the Red no, Sox? I, Who are the Red Sox in basketball? Give me that analogy. Like, they're Golden State. Like, where would the Red, there be like Oklahoma City? Are they like Utah? Like, what level are they at? I would I would say they're like between like the 76ers right now or the Toronto Raptors last year. Okay. They're good. Okay. They're good. That makes listen, sense. That makes they're, perfect they're, sense. Listen, they're not here by accident is what I'm trying to say. I think that we had a terrible beginning to the season as far as the Dodgers goes, and Boston's played pretty good, but Houston... I immediately said, listen, when Houston wins this, we're going to meet up with Houston for the, for the rematch, and I'm just hoping we get one game. Now, this is the thing. They waxed Houston. They didn't just, it doesn't even make, they waxed Houston at home. They waxed, and the thing about it is, like, I got some friends who are diehard Dodger fans, right? And they, they give me shit. They're like, listen, real Dodger fans sit in the load seats, you know, in the upper level. You're sitting out there with the fucking Hollywood guys and blah, blah. You know what, man? I got I got to say that one first thing George Lopez is a real Dodger fan. He's been going to the right. game since way back in the right. fucking day. He's from San Fernando Valley. His pops took him. You know, he fucking introduced me to Fernando Valenzuela to Steve Yeager. I mean, I can't even tell you how many people this guy's a legend, you know, like George is a legend on acting level, but he's he's a real Angelino. I got you. And 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 he really fucks with baseball. You know, I went to every World Series game last year and he was like, "Yo, listen." He texts me and he goes, "We're going to Boston, fucker." And I was like, okay, one, I'm not going to Boston. That's for damn sure. One, uh, they, listen. They're man, animals. You have to understand, man. Listen, my brother and sister went to school in Boston. My cousin went to college in Boston. I, I met Mark Wahlberg way back in the early 90s. I don't fuck with Boston. I used, to fuck with, I used to fuck with Guru Real Heavy, too. He's from Roxbury Projects in Boston. Not, not everybody's an animal out there. I got friends from Boston. No, but that, they're that, fans. They're crazy. I don't know about the, England, the, the, the Patriots. Like, I don't really give a fuck about their fans. I don't really care. But as far as the Celtics fans... I'm talking about back in the day in the 80s, if you wore a fucking lick, come on, you would get killed out there. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. the Red Sox fans are insane. No. They're, They're hard savages. Body. They're so hard body. Here's the, here's, here's, here's the real question I'm going to throw at you. Okay. You pulled up to the gloom tomb, pulled up to the crib in the Lambo. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, you're going to take me on a ride in the Lambo if I could fit in the fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, you can get in there. If you had to, if you had to, this is all theoretically, if you had to bet, not on your heart, not what you want. If you had to bet your Lamborghini on this World Series, would you bet, simple question, on the Red Sox or the Dodgers? It's either I'm going to walk away with a Lambo or I'm going to wind up giving away my Lambo. So you'd get two for one, another Lambo, which there's no over, there's no under. 
You're either walking away with another Lambo or you're going to walk away with your dick in your hand and no Lambo. And you don't get to ride it one last time. When it's over, it's fucking... They're just... They're coming to take that shit. Well, you know... No, 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 no. Okay. I don't want your nose. Okay. This is... Because right. I don't know anything about baseball. All right, no, I'm, I'm, I'm betting on the Red Sox then, man. Wow. Yeah. And you, you, they say you should never bet against your team or bet on your team or anything. And I used to be a degenerate gambler. No, this is philosophical. No, but I still... I bet on my teams. I bet... I never bet against my team ever. But you're talking about my car... And you're talking about just realistic, you know, whatever. And, like and no it's an one investment. To, like it's either I'm walking away. No one has my, to know. It was like a personal thing. And no, it's going to be public. This philosophical oh, thing. Oh shit! But man. It, but 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 you're listen. You're Ben Baller. Yeah. So your your name is like you're balling. So like yo. Okay. My so team, then, so my, then I, I hate to do it, but I am balling because now I got two Lambos. So, so so I'm betting on the I'm betting on the Dodgers then. And if I lose, it's nothing because I'm Ben Baller. Okay. I but, got it. But if it's on an investment level, I'm not betting on the Dodgers okay. on this. Okay. Fuck. We've been too fucking inconsistent. Um, Manny has definitely come through in the short amount of time, but at the same time, you know, it's like everyone expects someone to get at bat and hit a home run. And that just doesn't happen. So, you know, I, I, I'm hoping for the best. Um, the home games are Friday, Saturday. We get three here in LA. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I, I believe, I'm pretty sure. Friday, I fly to fucking the Bay with Drake. And Saturday, I'm there with Drake, so I come back Sunday. So if, we're st- if we won one game, which I'm hoping we do, which I don't think we will, if we win one game, then I get to go game on Sunday, and then we go back to the fucking... No, I want to get to Lakers. You're going to the Bay to, 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 with Drake to do what? What's going on in the Bay with Drake? So I early- don't get you in your personal business. No, 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 no. You, no, you no. brought like, it up. Early on, you know, I've known Drake for, for, for 10 years, and um, he calls it like a crazy full, full, full circle in hip-hop. Me being a jeweler and, and being in hip hop music and whatever, and him being a rapper, and, you know, early on he was like, he was known, but he wasn't obviously know where he's at now. And um, when his first shows happened and he started blowing up, he started getting bigger. We would do giveaways at his shows, and we pull a girl out of the audience, and I'd give her a chain, I'd give her oh, a, you know okay. a little watch in there. So now what he does is, in the middle of his show, towards the end, like middle between the the third quarter of his show, he brings out a real basketball court. On, on stage, the stage, a real basketball court. How big is the fucking stage? It's th- this stage. This time is fucking huge. Full court or half? Like no, a, it brings a half court, but this is the there stage, a floor? There's a floor. The floor looks like a fucking hawk. It's huge. Okay, like it's it's big enough to where he could have two hundred people on stage, and it wouldn't even look like it would. It wouldn't look that big. Okay, it wouldn't look that crazy. So, anyways, he brings a basketball court out. And what he does Jesus is, Christ. he has them shoot a free throw, a three-pointer, and a half-court shot. If they make the free throw, they get like $1,000 and a pair of um, OVO sneakers, the Jordans. If they make the three-pointer, they get like twenty-five grand. And then if they make the half shot, they, they get like fifty or hundred grand. They get something stupid, and, he, and it comes out of Drake's pocket. And they pick a random person. Random dude. From the crowd. Yes. So it's just like, I, he just, they'll just pick somebody. Pick some dude. I have no idea how I didn't ask how it goes, but I brought it's legitimate, a, like they're yeah, picking yeah. a fan. Yeah. The the last Staples Center show, I came out and I brought something that represented um if I had more time, I would have brought like a little OVO owl or something, you know, whatever, but I didn't have much time, so I said, listen, you know what? Let me think of something spiritual. A lot of people aren't, you know, Catholic, so I can't bring a cross or a Jesus piece. I gotta think of something spiritual, but it also represents Drake. So I brought a Hamza piece, you know? It's the third eye. You have someone Hamza is, you know, you learn about it in fucking Hebrew school or you can learn about it 
elsewhere. And it's like the third eye that's always looking out for you, the evil eye, it's looking out to protect you. So I brought a Hamza, and this guy comes on stage, third quarter of Drake's show, and he comes out wearing some Kobe sneakers and wearing a Kobe jersey, and we're at the Staples Center. And so I'm that's like, okay. good. I'm like, this motherfucker's out here about to get, get it in. So I'm waiting to fucking, you know, gift this chain. He's going to be like, yo, uh, you know, my, my man Ben Baller's here. He's going to give out a chain, boop de whoop and it's good press for me. It's kind of like an old school thing we did. And he's the biggest fucking star in the world now, so it's, it's a good look. <laughs> so the guy comes out, and he airballs. Well, he doesn't air, <laughs> he, he shoots the free throw, and he hits the backboard and doesn't hit no rim. Jesus. So... I'm like, okay. And we're trying to get it quick. You know, we ain't got time to sit we there and try to whatever. We ain't got time for all this shit. Like, yo, we got the show. We want to give it away. Yeah. But motherfuckers came here for to real. see the music. So not to hear to see you shoot Dude bricks. goes to the three-pointer. And he airballs it by maybe like six feet. So I get it back in the tunnel. And I start walking back to my wife and my, my friend. I leave. He's not going to make the fucking half court. You're not making the shot. shot. Yeah, yeah. So then by the time I guess. you hit anything yeah, from yeah. half court. So when I went out over there, yeah, he missed the half court too. He, he airballed the half court by another six, seven feet. So Did they boo him? I, I don't remember, you know, but but yeah, it, it was a bad look. And then Drake's like, hey, man, I don't got to pay anybody tonight. Cool. So I'm going to the Bay with them because, one, I got a business out there. And then, two, I wanted to catch up with, you know, some of the fam. L.A. is impossible to catch up with Drake because there's a million people there. And the night that I decide to go to the fucking show, LeBron is fucking there. It's like the worst In fucking- In L.A.? At the L.A. show. The- Were you at the L.A. show yeah. when he- when, when he- Yeah, when he got on stage. I was right there. I literally was like, okay, look it, man. I'm not going to go Friday because I, did, I had something to do on Saturday morning. And then my, Friday, my Saturday morning plans got canceled. So it became a Sunday thing. So I was like, should I go Sunday? I'm going to be tired from my car event. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I told my wife and my boy, I'm going to take them Saturday. So I pull up Saturday and all kinds of secret service and shit are inside the tunnel. They're fucking the tunnel entrance, you know. I was like, what the fuck is was going on Was there a lot of here? security? There was such so, crazy like, security. Like political shit, right? Political shit above and beyond Drake security, who I know all of them, beyond that, to the point where I was like, what the fuck's going on? Then like I you see, could tell it was somebody. Somebody. Then I see Beyonce walk down, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And she's walking with six guys on each side, and I'm like, Jesus. I didn't even get a chance to hire nothing, right? Are they Four, goons, or they're like, like no, different these, sizes? These are like, I would say one dude maybe looked like he could kind of get a goonie, little goonish, right? But these are like- Every hey, other dude killers. is like straight up KGB level. They could do like, like they're yeah. on some Jackie There's Chan some shit. Straight up, no, no. These guys are like born ultimatum looking dudes, right? So then, <laughs> three, minutes, <laughs> three minutes later, three minutes later, um, I see Jay walk down. Hove. Yeah, Hove is walking down. Is he by himself or does he have he's, like... He's, he's, he's with like two, three guys each and he also has Oz boys. I see a lot of the homies from Rock Nation. I see my boy um, um, Len Yes and a couple of my homies, blah, blah, whatever. And I say, what's up to Hove? I say, what's up to everyone else? You know what I'm saying? What's up? And I'm there with Mark Wahlberg and we're backstage just chilling. Me and Mark catching up, talking about a bunch of shit. And um, me and Mark, I was making Mark a chain a year ago, about almost exactly right now, a year ago from today. And when the Patriots lost... I went and talked crazy shit, and all of a sudden, I didn't hear anything from, like, he just ignored, he, he didn't text me nothing. I didn't text him back either. That's I the just thing didn't. about Boston fans. Like, yeah. you got 19 rings. Like, yeah. you got Tom Brady. You lost. Yeah. They don't, they don't. Nah. When it's over, yeah. it's going to be a hard fall. Yeah. And it's they're going to be like, no, 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 no. They don't have a sense of humor about it. Like, yeah, I no. have a sense of humor. I know my Knicks. Yeah. No, I hear you. I know my Giants. I, I could, but I could take the jokes. They don't, they don't like, it's like there's an old pain that they just don't want to go back to. Like that, that suffering that those, 
those Red Sox fans and the Patriots fans before they were good, yeah. it didn't go away. No. It didn't go away. So, anyways, um, I'm uh, I'm 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 using the bathroom backstage, and my wife goes, "LOL." Text me. She's LOL. Um, babe, don't come back to the seats. And I'm like, "Why?" And she goes, "Just trust me. You don't want to come back here. Just stay over there." My wife's the type <laughs> person that will never tell me to do that. My wife wants to know where I'm at. She always wants to hang out with me. She wants to be next to her. She wants me to hold her hand. You know, whatever it may be. She's telling me not to come back to the seats. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I'm like backstage talking to 40, talking to a bunch of other people, random people. I'm, I see Des Bryant, me and Des Bryant start chapping it up. And, and, and like, um, she's like, hey, where are you right now? I was like, I'm by Drake's dressing room right now. And she's like, hey, um, okay, so LeBron is here and he was right next to me. And now he's walking backstage. And I'm pretty sure you're going to see him. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is like the worst thing in oh, the world. Oh, he was, that's why she said, don't come back to yeah. your seats. So LeBron walks through. He's with all his kids, his sons. I'm sorry, not all his kids. He's with all his sons, and he's with Rondo, too. And one thing, I hated Rondo because he's a Celtic. I just didn't like Rondo, right? right? And now I've accepted the fact that I'm like, you know, he's Laker. I'm cool with it, whatever. And my boy's like, yo, listen, how could you be cool with that dude when you talk so much shit about him? And I was like, he was a Celtic. He was my rival. They're like, well, then why aren't you cool with LeBron? Like, because I've talked above and beyond. I've talked too much shit, and I, it's, it's no There's turning back. There's no coming back. back. There's no coming back from that. So- Rondo's having a little discussion with, with Mark. I turn my head again. Now LeBron's having a conversation with Mark. And, you know, they're sitting there talking, blah, blah, whatever. And Mark's like, yo, man, you took my guy from us. You know what I'm saying? You got, you know, you got Rondo, blah, blah, whatever. We're talking. And I'm trying to avoid it. And LeBron's son's like, yo, that's Ben Baller. You know what I mean? Whatever, blah, blah. So I walk away. You heard him say that? Yeah, yeah. So I walk away. As I'm walking away, I feel the shoulder shrug a little bit. And I wanted to stop and be like, come on, man. Really, bro? You know, like there's plenty of space between us, whatever, blah, blah. And But that could have been a good sort of like, I'm shrugging you, like you're here. No, 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 no. And then I look back and you know what, man? I have so many friends who are like Javel, he's seven feet. You know, I see people, they look big and certain people look big. For some reason, LeBron looks like a superhuman robot. He, 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 he's nah, a big motherfucker. No, he's a big guy. He like, ain't just six. I nine. have to use weapons and everything. I don't think he's even. I don't know what it is. He just looks like a no, big dude. No, his shoulders and yeah. shit. And he was wearing like regular street clothes, so he looked even crazier, like big, whatever. And right, I was like, kind of like, yo, like I was thinking everything next to me, like any of the cones, any kind of fucking no, stereo equipment. No, nothing. I gotta hit do. this guy, right? There's no way. Anyways, I'm just thinking all the bad shit on my head, and I walk off. I'm not thinking anything else. So I go back to the VIP entrance of where Drake's family and friends, he set a special side of risers. It's a special section, okay? The, what is it called? The, the, the shop? Is that his, his TV yes, show? Yeah, the the yeah. shop just debuted the night before. With the Drake one. Yeah, and it was a big deal because right. the whole Kanye shit came out. So I'm like trying to not talk about it, whatever, blah, blah. And LeBron is here. This is crazy. I'm like, yo, this is nuts. Jay's here. Mark Wahlberg's here. I can't even tell you how many rappers were there, right? Like, it was crazy. It was just a lot of people were there. And then there was, like, all kinds of, like, Instagram stars in the crowd, blah, blah, whatever. So I'm walking Jesus. back to the, the – I never even told anybody this. I'm walking back to the VIP, VIP entrance. I have an all-access OVO family pass around my neck, credentials. And the security guard says, you have to wait. And I was like, no, listen, let me tell you something real quick. I'm part of the OVO. I'm part of family. I'm here with Drake. Like I'm walking you in. Check my pass at. Yeah, you're tripping. And she access. goes, she goes, I don't care. So then now 40 
is behind the, the booth. And he goes, what the fuck is going on over there? I was like, bro, they're tripping. He goes, hold on, let me talk to him. So he tries to talk to them. Someone else from OVO tries to talk to them. No one can go in. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? They wouldn't let me in until LeBron walked into the risers before me and anyone else, I guess, whatever. And it was the most unbelievable shit. I was like, yo, dude, my wife is right in front of you. She goes, I know who you are, sir. Just wait. And so I'm about to get into a, I'm starting to get real irritated and angry. So finally, after I bullshit you know, you know when you're sitting there, it's a long time waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe five minutes went by. Five minutes is a long time, right? right? See LeBron go through. I'm like, all right, thank you. Jesus Christ. So I go to the section. I tell my wife, she's like, what was going on? I was like, babe, I, you know, I don't know. Now, there's two sections of the risers. There's one, like one little part and there's one little above that. And I see some food. So I'm like, oh, okay, dope. You know, I want to get some popcorn. I want to get a couple beverages and I want to get maybe some chicken, you know, some, some chicken M&M, fingers, something, whatever. So I walk over there and all of a sudden, I'm bullshitting you not, a new rope appeared. So they had an inside, inside, the inside. I, listen, I have... Not That's only what do, it was. Not only do I have the all-access pass, I had the bracelet to be in the risers, which is two separate things. Who was in that rope? LeBron. So LeBron and Hove uh, made another thing. That's the presidential section. Now, there's the thing, though. Hove was behind, like, seven other people, and the security guard there with, I don't know the dude, so I'm like, I'm like, bro, listen, man. You're making me look real corny. Listen, bro, I'm just trying to get some huh. popcorn. He goes, the popcorn is for, you know, Jay-Z and, and, and LeBron, this part here, because you have to have a black, wrist, a black wristband. And I'm like, what are you, bro, what are you talking about? So I hit my boy up. He's like, yo, bro, yeah, you know, I didn't even tell you. I don't think Drake even knew. It was a special thing for LeBron and them just for the night. We made a special bracelet for them to have in the residence. I was like, bro, I just want some popcorn. I'll get you some popcorn. So I just felt like I looked crunchy in front of my wife because like I didn't have the all access, you know, you the whole night. You looked crunchy. Yeah. They made you look crunchy. Yeah, they made me look crunchy. Now, so, now, now the baller, let me, let me ask you a question. I, we've talked about this off podcast. I'm not a Laker fan. I want to see them do good. <laughs> I, I, I love Kuzma. I have no hate against the Lakers. I'm really trying to figure out how I'm going to muster up my true, genuine, my genuine hate because I don't fake the funk. Like when it comes out, it comes out. You're a Laker fan. For real. Like, you're a for real Laker fan. Yes. How are you going to figure this out? You, you're going to root for... I told you, you need to come to terms. Yeah. I said you need to embrace what's going on right now. Otherwise, you're, you're, only, you're only hurting yourself. You, you can't become a, a Clipper fan. You're no, not going to become a, 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 a Golden State Warriors fan. You're no. not going to become a Dallas Mavericks fan. Like, what are you going to do to come to terms with your LeBron hate? And this is coming from me. Yeah. And we've argued who hates him more. Yeah. But right now, you can't hate him. He's so, not on my team, so I'm still a free agent. I'm a hate agent. So I've been watching him play. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm just not going to root for him. But he's done some amazing shit. When he did the back-to-back dunks for the first, the, whole, the, the, the NBA season Did you opener, get excited? I, I, I couldn't hate on it. I, I couldn't have said this crazy when he. This is this is the this is where it came into a. You're whole confused crazy thing. when he. You're missed, like a scorned fucking lover at this yeah, point. You don't know what shit. to do with yourself. Dead serious. When he lost the free throw, when he missed the free throws, I was in my man cave, lights were off, and he missed the free throws. And all of a sudden, Kobe's trending because all the Kobe fans are saying Kobe wouldn't have missed those free throws. You know, blah blah whatever. Which I agree. You're going to call me crazy, and everyone that's listening to this that knows me is going to be like, you're a bitch. I felt bad for LeBron when he missed those free throws. Okay, good. And not only did I feel bad for him, 
I'm I Dr. Felt like, Phil here for you. I felt like I felt like Bleacher Report is a little harsh on them. <laughs> on, on, on the on the captions and stuff. Good. They went a little hard. I was like, yo, man. I was like, you know, it's like I just thought about Miami when he first went to the Heat. That's what really initially got me to hate him. Cause the whole press conference yep, and shit. Yep, and I was yep. some, to me, that was some bitch not shit. Not six, not seven, not eight. And um they lost a bunch of games, you know, blah, yeah. blah, whatever. And I they're felt gonna like, figure it out. I said, they're gonna figure it out here. I honestly think that we have a better team. So it's tough because I don't just dislike one person on the team, but I'm not really a big fan of Lonzo. You know what I mean? So yep. it's like, all right, but Lonzo does his thing. Again, he does like he's like does just enough, but even more than just enough to where he's quietly kind of doing really well. Yes, he's qu- he's qu- yeah. he's a quiet dude. Like when 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 there's no big baller and Levar Ball, like he's just a guy who wants to play ball. Right. And like I'm he's not, corny I, as yeah. fuck. By the way, he was at the he was at the, he was at the Drake show that night too. And so was Kuzma. Was he dancing around and shit? Nah, he was real low-key just chilling here with one of his homies, and Kuzma was there. I fuck rap, with Kuzma. I fuck with Kuz. I, I, rapped, I rapped with Kuz for a minute, was talking to him for a little bit. And like I said, everyone was at the show, and... Um, he, let me ask you a specific question. Was this the night he got on stage? Yes. Okay, now... Let, let me explain to you. What, what did that conjure up? Because when I saw that video... I, I, I have it on my phone right now. You have your own... I have... You, you could... Okay, listen. You have your own video? Yes. I have oh. the video of him coming on, entering the stage, and I'll oh. show it to you after the second. But oh. let me explain something to you real quick. When Travis Scott, by the way, me and Travis were talking for 20 minutes before he got on stage. When Travis left the risers, I knew he was going to go on stage to perform. A lot of what's people didn't know. What's the song they performed? I'm sorry? What's the song they performed? Sicko Mode. Okay. One of my favorite songs, right? Okay. So they go up there to perform it. Travis goes on stage, and I honestly tell you, that was the only time I heard the stage erupt when Drake goes, yo, y'all ready? The place went fucking bananas, Did right? Did they, they know went, what it was going to be, you No, think? no, I'm talking about early, the first before, like when the Migos got off, and then Drake came on to do his, head, you know, his show. He, said his, he just said something, and the place went crazy, right? They were screaming for the first couple songs, and then it just got loud, you know? It wasn't like eruption loud. When Travis got on stage, the place went fucking hamburger they went crazy i'm talking it was so loud it was justin bieber concert loud k-pop concert loud. i got you screaming okay not even 20 30 seconds into the song i see this big motherfucking dude remember drake's like six one you know what i'm saying six right. so, so and you know i see this big dude enter the stage and once people realize it was lebron and i'll play you the video the place went like game seven we just won the championship even louder than that. They went nuts. This motherfucker started busting out every current dance move. He had no microphone and was rapping. He was, I couldn't believe they didn't rehearse this. And I asked Drake, oh. he goes, we didn't rehearse that shit. He literally was, like, it was like he was meant to be there. But at the same time, like one part, I'm like, motherfucker, what are you doing on stage, dog? And then the second part of me is like, Drake is so fucking smart that this is the craziest shit ever. Why wouldn't you want, one, any hater that doesn't like LeBron coming to LA, they might endorse it because they fuck with Drake. And on top of that, Drake wants to show love to the Lakers, or whatever it may be, I don't know, man. Drake likes to be liked, you know? Ain't nothing wrong with that, right? But he made the place go upside down. So like- Did they go nuts when they went, on? no, bro, I'm gonna play the video. They went fucking crazy. Now, not only did they go crazy- I couldn't really cheer for. I kind of bounced my head for the song because he's on stage. I'm and you're like, like Yo. what's going on here? Yeah, this is crazy. Like he was, he was rapping. He knew every lyric. He was. You know what's crazy about him? A song will come out the night before, and then the next day, literally, I've seen him do it a couple of times. 
a song will come out like on a Thursday night at midnight. Yeah. And then LeBron at 6 a.m. the next morning will be like on his Instagram and they'll show it. I've seen it online. He knows all. I, I think yeah. LeBron has one of those crazy like photographic memories. Maybe. Yeah. I bet you he does. Because when you're that level of genius at what you do, like it, it spills into other things. Yeah. Like it, it takes me weeks and weeks to catch yeah, a song. No, no, for sure. I mean, bro, I know I've listened to Sickle Mode a thousand times and I don't know all the lyrics. You know that what motherfucker mean? does. Yeah, and I guarantee you he didn't study. Like he's just one of those people. And then when he got off stage, Drake was like, yo, ladies and gentlemen, the king of LA or some shit. And I was like, come on, dog. Now, the kings in fairy tales, like I, I, I've read a little bit. Shakespeare, uh, you know, uh, Sleeping Beauty, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, uh, uh, you know, Shrek. Kings in fairy tales, they don't normally miss free throws. <laughs> but but yet LeBron missed missed those free throws, key ones, key, yeah. to win the game, game winning free throws. They, they, I wouldn't say key. I would say game winning free throws. Yeah. I am Rappaport Podcast. Rap beef. You know these guys. You know sort of the wink wink of it. You know the seriousness of it. What do you make of Drake? Uh, Kanye, when he was on the LeBron show, which I've said before, I like the show. I like the show. But I, I don't want to care about my opinion. I, I think the show's good. They've only done two episodes. I think it's right now it's going to be a monthly thing. What do you make of where we are now with Kanye, Pusha T, uh, uh, and Drake? This whole sort of, this, this threesome, no Bruno, between these two guys. is like, well, What is your take on it? Um, and what do you know? What hot takes do you have? What is your opinion of it? What's real? What's not real? When will it end? What do you got on it? I know you fucking. The, the, I, I, the, I, the, I, I only want you. I want you to keep it funky with me, because I know you know shit. But also be politically correct. I mean, I gotta be. be I gotta be politically correct. There's no reason it's, not it's, to be. It's it's you know people you know people like to say all the time like hey listen man listen if I told all the secrets I know about actors yeah no I hear you. You, you you wouldn't have a job or you'd, you'd be banned or whatever. At one point, I will. When it's all yeah. done and said, I'll be like, this is this. Right. I'm Okay, so, so and the I, thing and is... I'll just say this. I'll just say this. Just, just There's an actor. I'll just leave it at that right now. Who I'm friendly with. And I, uh, he's a big fan. I'm big. You're a legend, Rappaport, this, that, and Text, this, that, and inviting me to something. And then when I said, do you want to come on the podcast? I didn't hear back from him. And I told my wife, my wife said, you should rant on that cocksucker. And that's all I'm going to say. And I said, I I'm not. I'm not. But if I fucking willy hutched every cocksucker that deserves it. And this one, <laughs> this, this was close. Right. This was close. Because I, I asked I once. You. I asked only one time. No, no I, I feel you. I like feel Bill you. Simmons, I asked, I asked you three right. times. And then, my, right. then you got willy hutched. Yeah. This cocksucker, I asked you once. I see you next time. Right. Yeah. So I don't expect I asked you to you, so it's different. I hear I feel you. So let's let's get to this real quick. So the, so the, this triangle right now. Um okay, one thing. People would say, "Hey man, Ben, you know, you should mind your own business or you should, you know, you don't have to say things, you know, blah blah whatever." But you're asking me a question and I'm going to say as much as I think I could. And as a fan. And as a, a fan, fan, as a fan, I still can't really say too much because it would sway a decision or or, or opinion of which side I I, I lean towards. But like, okay, so people may not know this, and this is where it gets crazy. My boy, Mr. Cartoon, who to me is one of the very few people who is a mentor in my life. Explain he, who he is real quick. because Mr. Cartoon is the heartbeat and culture of Los Angeles 
to La Raza, that whole Latino, the Hispanics, low-riding culture, the baddest black and gray tattoo artist in the world, one of the best artists, graffiti, just again, really real, real LA, you know, super I- iconic, artist. iconic artist, Mexican, Street. hip-hop, everything. And he knows a lot about hip-hop shit that you'd be surprised. From down south to fucking back in the stretch Barbito to everything to graffiti. I mean, he's, you know, wild style, you name it. Style Wars. Anyways, Mr. Cartoon, he actually drew, created the Clips logo. Ah. So, with that said, that's one thing. Pusha T and Malice, a.k.a. the Clips, were my first ever celebrity clients as a jeweler. Okay. So I've always respected that because I love the clips. I fuck with Virginia, that whole sound out there. I used to work with Missy Elliott, you know, and Teddy Riley I got so much respect for. And I'm a big fan of Pharrell's and, you know, just that whole VA movement. And I fuck with them real heavy. And I know their whole beef originated from some young money shit, I guess, from Wayne or whatever it may be and whatever. And, you know, even then I said, listen, man, I just stay out of it. You know, I'm like, whatever, I don't really give a fuck, right. whatever. And people knew I'm cool push. It's not no big deal. And then this beef kind of escalated low-key here and there. I don't really know exactly because I didn't want to ask. And then I hear a little bit here and there, you know, and, um, you know, I'm in Manchester, England, uh, February 2017 with Drake, and we're taking a long-ass drive, about a 45-hour drive to go see the Warriors play on a television screen at some random bar. And at a certain point, I thought we were getting fucking kidnapped because we were uh-huh. driving for so fucking long in the countryside. And we just started talking about everything. You're talking about money, shows, blah, blah, whatever, homies, how you been with my you know, the kids, everything else. And I was like, yo, man, you still, I mean, you got any drama with Pusher? You guys cool now? Whatever. He goes, yo, man, you know, it's really whatever. I don't have anything. So there was nothing there, you know? I'm right. just bringing that up as a reference point. February 2017. I got no, you, I got you. So like, you know... They get into a little battle. Right. And at that point, I got a lot of people in Push's camp that I fuck with on a personal level. Right. Um, his manager, Steven Victor, is a top executive, Def Jam or Universal. He's a he's a good friend of mine. We we buy watches from each other. We do a lot of trading. He's Push's manager. He also manages a lot of other artists. He managed Tyga at one point. I think I don't know if he still does. He managed a couple other people, some young cats. And Steven's a good guy. And um, right before Drake wrote that, I guess he wrote a, a verse thing and he put the, 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 the picture out, he put an invoice out to, to Good Music, whatever, and he put Steven Victor's real email address on there. Uh-huh. And it fucking ruined Steven Victor's email address, right? Whatever. And I'm a troll. People know this. I thought at that point it was still some playful banter fuck around let me troll a little bit so i went to steven victor's page and he posted something i forgot it was it wasn't relevant to the battle or anything he just posted something and i left a comment and i said yo bro because in drake's caption he put you know um charge this to your black card or something like that blah blah whatever steven victor at you 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 know universal music blah blah whatever so i went to his page and he had something i don't know if it was a car or something and i put i was like i was like yo steven you gonna pay for that with your black card and people were like, oh, shit, you know, boom, boom. So now people start pulling out. Um, people start DMing me. It's like going, yo, man, you a fucking ultimate Drake dick rider. You a bitch, you know, blah, blah, whatever. And then 
These are just random people. Yeah, people just random people going off because they see they don't know that me and Stephen Victor are friends. Got you. Like, bro, it's not that difficult. Go to his page and see if he follows me. You right. know what I'm saying? Go to push his page, see if he follows whatever. Boom. Now, at that point, I unfollowed about I had only fallen 300 people. I unfollowed 270 people. So I unfollowed Push. I unfollowed Stephen Victor. I'm all about people, blah, blah, whatever. But I didn't unfollow Drake, which is weird, right? And it just, I don't know. I just, at that point, and, and, um, People just immediately thought I was choosing a side or whatever. Uh-huh. And so I went on Twitter. I was like, yo, man, I'm not about to get in the middle of this bullshit. And Drake put out, um, he, he put out his diss. And um, I was like, yo, man, you know what? I'm staying out of this, right? And then, uh, you know, Drake was just laughing. He was like, yeah, yeah, you know, he's like, whatever. I ain't tripping. He thought you know? it was all over. No, he was just like, yo, he's like, don't trip, whatever. I'm not tripping on, you know, on but, but But when he, when he put that shit out, because I listened to, after that HBO The Shop thing, which is funny because like somehow LeBron is in this shit. I listened to the songs again and you could tell Drake thought, oh, I'm going to hit, because yo, his his track record, he fucking, he yeah, shut yeah, no, down no, Meek no, Mill. No, no, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. He's, he thought it was all, he thought it was all good. He was, yeah. So, so. um, It wasn't all good. Go, going on, I'll never forget I was driving home and I was in really bad traffic and I started getting text messages left and right that the, the duppy, not the duppy, what was it? Oh, that duppy. That was his. Duppy. That was Drake's I got, I got, I got the, 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 I started getting a million messages. Like I'm talking, my phone started going crazy. And so I'm driving and I have my phone on the little, like a uh, hands-free display. I go to Twitter. I said, something's up. I, I'm, I go immediately. And I see the picture of, of Drake in blackface, and I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, what the fuck is this, right? And I didn't know whatever. And I wasn't still judging anything, right? So I start driving, and I get the link to the, the, the story of Adi Don, whatever it was. Yeah. And I listen to it immediately. And I'm like, as soon as I heard Push talking quietly and calmly and everything, I was like, oh, the confidence he had was so vicious that I was like, I was like, oh shit. Now, I'm not trying to flex. I'm just letting you know where my mind state is at. I'm sitting in LA traffic, five o'clock. I'm in a McLaren with fucking <laughs> glass, gorilla glass this roof, is, right? This like, is why your 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 nickname Ben Baller fits. <laughs> so I'm sitting the here. Traffic wasn't enough, and I the, had the, to the, turn. You're in the McLaren. I had to turn my car into regular mode. There's sport mode, race mode, and regular mode. I had to turn it to regular mode because the engine was loud and I wanted to hear every verse, everything bit. And I was like, wait a second. This song's like two minutes long. It's not very long, no. right? It was short and sweet to the point. Sometimes it's short and, and sweet. And I didn't have to play replay. No. I nope. heard it one time. Yeah. And I went to Twitter and I put O-O-H-M-Y-G-O-D space and I didn't say anything else. I just put, oh my God. I think a lot of people knew immediately, blah, blah, whatever. One of uh, dudes on Push's team was like, fuck you. You know, if you, fuck, you either rock with us or you ain't rock with us, don't fuck with family, blah, blah, whatever. And I won't say his name, but he hasn't hit me ever since. And this is a very pretty decent friend of mine where we've broke bread together. He's brought me some enormously big clients. He actually... In his best interest, it might not be that he should do that, whatever, but we haven't talked since all of this still, right? Um, I haven't talked to Push, you know, at all. And and um, I don't think it's like, like he hates me or anything, right? But it's like, you know, he went raw. Now, personally, again, I've been around every single battle fucking beef from, do you know what I'm saying? The bridge is over to fucking you name it, right? Right. I've been through all of them. 
I still think nothing will ever touch no Vaseline. Never. Just for the simple fact that yeah, he just that went was... after. It was so different. And there was no Twitter. There was no nothing. If there was Twitter then and it was like on that level, this would have been, it'd be trending five months later. Like yes. it was so bad, right? Yes, yes. And what he went through and just like even the shit, like for the fact that and I was- Ether at, and the takeover were both, those were, those, were, those were big too. They're big, but like I said, but like this was some whole Cube other. and NWA at the time, it yeah. was like. I mean, how do you leave the Beatles right. of rap and then you become bigger than them? It was right. just crazy. You know what I'm and saying? And then you it, talk shit about them. Yeah. And on top of that, like, like when we redid, I'm a, I, used to, you know, I used to be at Priority Records. I was right. an executive there. When we re-put out the Death Row's Greatest Hits, we, we distributed it for Interscope on No Vaseline. Should put that on the album. People probably don't know this. I don't even know. I just came in my head right now. Obviously, you didn't, I didn't know we were going to talk about this. Should put it on the okay, listen, NWA record. When you look and go look up Death Row's Greatest Hits, okay? Death Row's Greatest Hits dropped around 95 or 96. Death Row's Greatest Hits, it had like 50 songs. It was like a four CD special album. Blah, blah. I had every single Death Row. There was a shitload of hits, right? The last song on there was No Vaseline. No Vaseline had nothing to do with it. It wasn't on... Dr- dr- fucking death row that was an ice cube record from fucking death certificate that was a final song on death certificate there was no that had nothing to do with suge so why was it on there because it was dissing dre and it was shitting on dr dre blah blah whatever <laughs> but brian turner ceo of priority they edited lil vaseline when he said because you let a drew fuck up our crew right so it says you let a beep fuck up our crew and i was like well that was weird so anyways that's some hip-hop history people don't know about probably the reason why I was on there because Suge put it on there and Suge was still CEO. So anyways, going back, I've listened to all these diss songs and everything else. And I know I get sidetracked a lot, but there's always history being brought in so you listen to what's going on. I thought there are no, no belts and I feel like, listen, man, I feel like you could talk about somebody's mom and I don't care if people are like, oh, you're a punk and you could it, keep it funky with me. I feel like when he went at 40, man, it was a little different than... Me talking about your mom or your sister or your wife or somebody because Forty is Drake's like guy. That's his best friend and also and he's his sick. producer. See, I don't even know this. He has multiple sclerosis. He has MS. Okay. And I found out when me and Forty started becoming, you know, friends. And Forty's a close friend of mine. That's my right. boy. Do you know? Like that's my little. That's my little bro. You know? Right. Like he's a very good dude, and um, he's very busy and whatever it may be. But Drake don't record. Don't even go on stage. You know, unless Forty's there. You know. So when he went on that. And said that about a, a terminal disease or like, you know, a, it just, this is something you have no control over. Right, it just right, comes right. or whatever. And I felt like now people are like, oh man, why are you being a bitch? Well, you know, why are you taking Drake's side? I'm not. I just felt like that was the only thing. Other than that, as far as raw, it was as raw as you can get. Yeah. You know? and, and you know, the thing that's getting now, it's like Machine Gun Kelly, who I, I heard his name. You know, you've seen him around. He dated uh, Amber Rose. He's but a client I, of mine. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know any of his music. Like Machine Gun Kelly's saying all this stuff about Eminem. Eminem, we, we like his whole life, his last 20 years, whenever he came out, 25 years maybe it was 20 years, whatever the fuck it was. Like you you can Wikipedia, Instagram, like like his whole life. Now it's like it's not about whose rap is the best or whose songs is. It's like who can conjure up and come up with the the most secrets, yeah. the most private stuff. And and at the in the it wasn't like that. It was like who put out the best joint? Yeah. Who put out the be- best song? Who put out the most one liners? Now by, it's like by, if by I could saying Wikipedia, bars though. By saying bars, now yeah. it's like who who's got the best uh, secret? You know who's got the best secrets that yeah. they could reveal? Yeah. And it gets into a place where it gets uh, really heated really quick. 
And the Tupac and Biggie thing is like an example I think hopefully everybody's learned from because no one wants to see. You want to see anybody getting beat up? You know, and, and and like we could sit there and be like, yo, he this happened, but it's like these are real things with real people. So Right. Well, I mean, it's it's gotten there, and then I, I've never watched that show before. I didn't know there was only two episodes. I thought there may be more it's than that. It's good. So I watched I watched that just to catch well, one, Ben Simmons is my little homie, so I watch to see Ben and whatever. And sometimes like Ben posted a picture, he posts, yo, the the king and the fresh prince. And I I, I, D, I DM'd him, I was like, bro, really, man? I was like, I can't see this shit on my timeline. I follow you. You know what I'm saying? Like, get the fuck out of here. And he'll just put LOL, you know, whatever. He's like the Fresh Prince, though. Yeah, he that is. motherfucker's you know what? nasty. I'm going to be real with you, too, man. Ben Simmons is such a cool fucking dude. But anyways, forget, forget all that. He's a very he nice guy. Does he have a British, uh, Australian accent? You know what? Every time I talk to him, I can't tell. Just it's just like sort of cool international dude. man of a, a yeah. man of mystery. Pretty much. Cool dude. He's a nasty motherfucker. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's cold with it. So, going on, you know... um, I'm watching the shop and I hear Drake talk. Drake's very well versed. He he could he can he articulated he, he, himself very clearly. In, in, incredibly. And I almost like, I'm like, wow, dude, like you couldn't have did it, you know, on a fucking better platform ever. And then like, you know, LeBron was there, blah, blah, whatever. And now another thing too is I've never watched the show before. So for me to see LeBron not act like to be a street dude, He's right? Cursing like cursing and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Motherfucker it's, it's, this, mother N-word yeah, 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 this. Yeah, I was yeah, tripping. Yeah, the yeah, first yeah. episode was worse with well, the Well, I never heard him ever say the N-word before in my life until that show, and I was like, wait a second, bro. Yeah, it bugged me out. It's like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Because the it it NBA weird. players, like, I, there's like- And as of, fucked up as it is, I, it, it just, I felt like, all right, well- Softened you again. Yeah, I was like, I was like, okay. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Soften the palate. Softened yeah. your- Trust me, I'm going through the same thing. I'm going through the fucking- I can't say soften. Let's say it watered it down a little bit. Say water, it, water it, it, down the hate a yeah. little bit. No, like yeah, the, the the it some some raindrops hit me, and um, um, I watched it, you know, and then uh, he broke the whole thing about Kanye down, and I know this sounds fucking so bad, right? And it's so like, listen, man, if I tell you something, yeah, you're gonna go, you're gonna go off it immediately and be like, yo, I hate, um. I'm trying to think of somebody uh, fucking, I hate Russell Wilson because right. Ben didn't blah, blah. And I, I have no beef with Russell Wilson. I'm a fucking Seahawks fan, you know? If you're like, I hate Russell Wilson because you know what, man? He fucked over Ben and blah, blah. Because I told you that, right? And I told you in a serious voice. Now, at the same time, you haven't heard Russell's side and you don't even know if what I'm telling you is truth or anything, whatever. Right. But immediately, I just felt like that was something Kanye would say or do or whatever. And so at that point, I was like, yo. He wouldn't go on that show making that up. Yeah, I just felt like I can't fuck with Kanye anymore. Not that I was already on my last my last leg with them, and you know I've never had a bad rapport with with, with Ye. I've I've had a bad rapport with Kim. Me and her gone to beefs here and there and there, whatever. And you know, um, I feel bad about it. I what people want me to do with with LeBron. I never had beef with Kim. I just said some 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 poor tasting jokes things. Where I think people are still too sensitive. And I made fun of her album when she came out with the album. Kim and Kardashian? She, yeah. She came out with an album? Or she came out with a song. Remember with, with the Dream produced it? And um, Damn, these broads think they could just do anything. Well, I said something. I didn't know she came out with a fucking song. Yeah, and then I got a text that was so long that on an iPhone, you'd have to scroll like nine times. On an iPhone XX Max, you screen six, scroll six times. Like It was long. And I felt like, you know, okay, whatever, wasn't a big deal. Then I made a couple jokes about it on my reality show. Me and Rob are good friends. I've always been cool with everyone in her family. And then I realized, you know what, man? People were like, yo, you should grow up. And I'm like, I've been talking shit all my life. You know, if you know me, it's not like it's not like I talk shit about you after. I talk shit about before, after, whenever, during. It's just me. You know what? 
saw her Justin Bieber concert. Her and Ye were there, blah, blah, whatever. And she's like, hey, what's up? And I was like, you know what? I'm, I hate going somewhere. And it's like, it's like awkward. Like I can't right, go to right, a birthday right. party. Can't. So I walked up to her and I said, hey, listen. And she's like, hey, what's up? And I was literally one inch from her face. And I was like, Kim, listen, this is not the place to do this at. And when there's somewhere else I can elaborate, I just want to say I'm sorry for saying things that I said about you that were wrong. And I said, you know what? I really do mean that. And listen, I'm a dad. You know I have right, kids. Right, right. You're a mom now. Listen, I should say it. And I know on a platform people take things serious on social media. But what I'm saying is I'm telling you, one, I'm wrong. Two, I'm sorry. And I don't want anything else. You don't have to say anything to me. I just want to let you know that's, that's where it's at. And I, I'd even get deeper about it. And she's like, thank you so much. Don't and, worry about it. And, and what'd she smell like? <laughs> like Evian water mm. and like, just she smelled great. Always. Okay, I would imagine. So I um and by the way, we can get into another story. Where I just she's she's always a one. I'm you know? sure she's, she's cool. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like pedicure. But she did a perfect, song. What the fuck? But anyways, what I'm saying is, I apologize, and I was like, all right, cool. Because you know that when it, when it's it, being in Los Angeles and you come across people, and and I've come across people that I've I've, I've talked shit about, <laughs> and and then when you meet them as a person, it's like it's right. a person. Right. No, no, I you get know, it. But sometimes they just really are a piece of shit though, Mike, and you know that because yeah. me and you are Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah. Not every year, not every yeah. year. And then then they get that fucking Willie Hutch. Yeah. They get they, that Willie Hutch. And they get the Willie Hutch and you know They get my, it nice. My my boy is the is is the the president of Yeezy Supply and it makes it more difficult for me to say certain things that I want to say cuz I don't want to fuck with his business and he's a father too and everything else, but like sometimes people say, "Hey, listen, trust the process or wait for it or blah blah." I don't want to wait for it, bro. Nah, I've had enough. I don't want to wait for it. The, the Trump thing already I've is had too enough. much. The the music ain't good anymore. Nah. You know, at and first people like and you're and hating. And you're making me root for Drake. And like then, that's what he's put me yeah. in a predicament. I'm like, but, but oh yeah, like, Drake, you're the you're the asshole and Drake's the good guy. Right. <laughs> now, now let me ask you something. You mentioned something to me about uh, uh, Yeezys, like cause you you, you know, you're involved uh, you know with your own stuff and you're a sneakerhead. You mentioned something to me about like the value of these sneakers going down, like Yeezy exclusives and all that stuff. Like just like I, mean, I just I just I took a notice that. Well, and I and I feel like you know later someone's like, oh, you're full of shit or blah blah. Or maybe this is going to cause beef or anything. This is no, just no, just this stuff. Talk just, about it in, in, in fact. It's just it's just an observation. Yeah, I'm just asking an observation because I don't know anything about that. I wear my fucking New Balances. Yeah, they're, they're, and I no, wear them I'm, until I'm, they fucking get a hole at the bottom. Listen, bro. I've worn all the new Yeezys when they first came out. Everything, you know, the first time I thought it was definitely, you know, um, when he did his Nike thing, he created a, you know, a shoe that was that was dope and, and it was it was unique. And um, to this day, the Nike ones are my favorite ones. You know, when he first came out with the first thing, I was like, yo, this is a little weird. I don't know. And the the first boost on Adidas, and I was like, you know what? These are actually kind of fresh, and I fuck with them. And the boots, I kind of it was weird, and I rocked them, and I made it work. And then, you know, um, eventually, you know, the values. Were, were real high and they went down and then for a little bit the old school the, the older original boost stuff was was still holding pretty good value but like now they've you know gone half they you have know? yeah, yeah they're, they're, you know like I see 750s and stuff and I, again I don't know if it's because of the Trump shit I don't know if it's because of anything else I'm just letting you know that's what I see but as a sneaker collector this just just your opinion as a sneaker collector would it be a good time if you see these things going half and going down like a stock like Buy it now because it'll go up later. I, I, I does can't. it work like that? It does. There, there, listen, there's a company called StockX. You know what I'm saying? Right. They do IPOs. You know, it's like real stock market time or whatever. I'll be honest with you. I can't predict that. Do you know? I, I, I would. I, me? 
If I was into it. No, 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 no. I'm telling you this. As, I would get them. No, on a business level. I would get them as a business level because no, no. I think they're going to go back up. I, I don't think they will. Wow. Yeah. That's where I think they are. I think it will hit, you know, a ceiling and I think it'll, it'll plateau and it maybe will just stay kind of there. I, I, it'd be interesting to see. What's the most expensive sneaker now? Like in your collection, like if you, if you were like, instead of your Lamborghini and you had to bet whatever your most expensive sneaker that just you- Just one pair? Like that you're like, that has the most value. Like, like w- w- what is it? Because this is so foreign to me. I would probably say maybe the, the Wahlburger, Jordan 4s. What are those? The, you know, Mark Wahlberg's family, Wahlburgers. Yes. He made an exclusive Jordan 4. And how many pairs were they made? I, honestly, I don't even know. But I think they're probably made about like 45,000, 50,000. Jesus fucking Christ. And then Drake gave me a pair of shoes that are probably like around 35,000 as well. Some OVOs, some Kentuckys. Kentucky OVOs? Yeah. University of Kentucky. Let me 35 fucking thousand dollars. Yeah. Khaled has a couple pair of shoes right now that are around 30 grand too. That, that if you have them, they're worth that much. Yeah, they're worth These are not that. for wearing unless you just want, you don't give a fuck. I mean, you saw me on my show when, when I did my thing last week. I, I saw wore, you. Yeah. You were wearing some M&M's, M&M joints. 19, at one point, those were 30,000 at one point, but they're not. So, I mean, they're 19. I wore them, 19,000. I wore them. Fuck it, you know? If, they, if you keep them on ice and they're, and they're, they're pristine, they don't go up? or they Sometimes go- it depends because people find out more information later. Oh, it really wasn't 100 pairs. Maybe it was 1,000. Oh. People find this. Oh, boom. Or the market goes down for certain things or whatever. And then they find out a little bit more about certain things and how much, you know, this went and this went. But right now, the uh, Marty McFly's, right? The Air Mags, the Back to the Future shoes, they released a second edition of them that had the auto laces. So it's like, you got the Back to the Future Michael J. Fox shoes Right, anymore. right, right. They released a second edition that has self-auto. So if you put your foot in, it just goes, and the laces, you know, they, they lace up by themselves automatically. That's and it has the glowing something. stuff. Those are like 75, 80 grand now, dude. So if you keep them on, those are not to be worn to play two-on-two in. Honestly, I wouldn't wear those. Those should go in a, in a, in a framed glass display somewhere. And later, you know, th- you know, remember, some of these sneakers are being sold at Christie's and Sotheby's and shit right. like that. Now, That's you know? what I'm it's, saying. You know. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I am Rappaport Podcast. What is your take on Spitgate? Uh, uh, do you remember where you were? This is going to be the type of thing in 20 years from now. Do you remember where you were? The internet is such a fucking joke. They make moments out of you everything. Know, man. Okay, so this is the crazy thing, You've right? been around beef. What is no. your take on spit? Joey Coco Diaz said he's spit in two people's face in the last five years. But he, right. he, he really made it like I'm he gonna be honest with you. spit. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I've spit on somebody before, and that is like the most dirtiest thing in the world. So this is where I'm getting at. When I say I spit, I've been like, What? <laughs> And I'm talking about a fucking spit. You which Tupac'd like, it. The way yeah, Tupac like, spit the on the reporters. Real deal. So going on now, I watched the fight live. I didn't watch it like later on the road. I was watching it live. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now, nothing will ever be the Ron Artest ever. And to me, just because watching that was the craziest shit, especially when I seen Jermaine O'Neal lay that dude out. Yeah, that was... Innocent bystander on the bench. First of all, these dudes should have never came onto the court. The fuck are you thinking? But Detroit, they're crazy. And then when... They start jumping into the stands and fighting people. I'm like, listen, dude, I've almost gotten into three fights, one with a friend, right? I trolled Russell Westbrook so much that he was like, yo, the, the newscaster on the news, because I wasn't, I couldn't hear it on the news because I'm on the floor, said, seems like Russell Westbrook is getting into it with someone on the floor. And then on top of that, some fan in the crowd started talking shit who was sitting one row behind me. I was sitting on the floor and he's going off wearing an OKC jersey. I'm like, what, fool? So I got he up. He started talking shit to you. So I got up out of my seat. Matt Kemp sees me. He goes, hey, bro, 
you need to chill the fuck out, right? And he tries to grab me. I'm like, oh, fuck that. I walked just as to say something to me and I'll slap the shit out of you. I don't know what the fuck was I was thinking. People were taking pictures. This was like not even that long ago. It's like maybe four or five years ago. People were taking pictures and then the police and the red jackets and everything started coming up to me and they're like, listen, we're gonna I was like, no, 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 no. I start throwing some names around, which I won't say because they could have got me in a lot of trouble, but they let me stay there. I just got so hyped up, right? Got into a fight You're with Kendrick. You're fucking nuts, yeah. man. This doesn't happen with me. No. I'm telling you straight up. I got into an altercation with Kendrick Perkins. And You're crazy. At the end of the night, he scores two points. I'm like, listen, bro, meet me here outside after you get dressed. And so I'm going to have you motherfucking beating the fuck up. Because I had like so many gangbangers I knew inside the fucking... Because I'm from LA, bro. I knew all these crazy dudes I knew were there. I've gone into a... And the one time I got into a Beasley, that scared the shit out of me. Because I didn't know he was fucking... You know, he's like, he's like crazy for real. Yeah, he got crazy eyes. So he took his jersey off and threw it on the ground and then he got ejected and as he got ejected I was sitting right behind the fucking the, the, the Timberwolves bench I was at a Clippers game by the way I was like yo dude people were like yo bro he's gonna fuck around and for real come out here and try to kill you most recently last season I'm sitting on the court side you're and, heckling mother like you're I'm, talking I, crazy shit yeah so I, I said oh. some shit Boogie Cousins another he's, one he's, he's out of his mind he scored like 52 points whatever comes plays the Lakers the next night and he cries about a foul. I was like, man, shut the... F-. I was like, shit your bitch ass down. You sound crazy. He looked back at me. He was about from where I am, a little bit past, the, maybe to, to the door right there, right? And he looked back at me. He goes, what'd you say, fool? And I was like, man, shut up, man. He's like, you better stick to making jewelry, motherfucker. He's like, you get fucked up. I was like, bro, man, shut up, dude. You, you're tripping, right? She goes, all right. And I looked at him. I was like, yo, bro, this guy's serious. And my boy goes, hey, man. I would love if you just shut the fuck up, man. And people were telling me, like, yo, you should be careful. There are a couple billionaires sitting right next to me on the floor. And I'm like, yo, this dude's fucking crazy. So at halftime, I go to, to the other side of the court to say what's up to a buddy of mine, right? And my attorney's over there as well. And we're talking. And my boy looks at me. So I'm, I'm, I'm like this, right? The court is right here, okay? And I'm talking to my boy. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, booty whoop and fucking, uh, yeah. The, oh, yeah, that girl's kind of pretty, you know, blah, blah. I got this new car. And my boy looks at me like, and he looks up and does that, right? What the fuck? And he goes, what's up, homie? Why don't you say some shit to me now? And it was Biggie Cousins. And I was like- It's I was right like, behind you. Right behind me, bro. Five inches from me. And he goes, say something to me now, bro. And I was like, are you- f-? I was like, you're fucking seven feet tall, 300 pounds, bro. What's wrong with you? Are you fucking crazy? He goes, no, dog. You was talking all that shit. Say something and to me now. And this is halftime. Well, you know, at the end of halftime, they come back on the court. Right. And he's like, say something to me now. And I was like- Man, bro, get the fuck out, my bro. Get the fuck out of here, man. You fucking, you're crazy. And he goes, no, say something to me now, bro. And I was like, you gotta be. F- I couldn't. I, I, I was stuck because, listen, I'll fight LeBron before I fight this dude. This was, he's way bigger than LeBron. This dude was enormous, right? He looked like one of the monsters, right? So my boy, who's also crazy, that was sitting right in front of me, he's one of the craziest white boys I know. He's like 6'4", 220, and I seen him knock people out. He was even like. Bro, I'm not, I can't jump in this one, bro. <laughs> he's, about to, he's about to kill you. And I was like, dog, I'm just talking shit, bro. And I never really, but it was, I was so bothered that this dude took it serious because he was so big. But then I realized like, yo, why wouldn't he take it serious? Right. In some ways, whether I think I'm a clown and I clown myself, my people think, people think that I take myself too serious. They don't realize how much I talk more shit about myself than anybody. Right. So I'm like, listen, maybe people out there actually think I'm somewhat important because I'm in songs and everything else. And he listens to hip-hop culture. He's a young dude. He felt like, hey, listen, I'm really disrespecting him. And I'm like, yo, bro. I said, you got me. Like, nah, dog. You're tripping, bro. Like, I'm... I didn't say I didn't want no smoke. I was just like, dog, you... You, 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 you gave off the impression you didn't want smoke. I, but I was like, yo, you're, you're, you're bugging. And he's like, all right. 
He said, you need to make me a fucking chain. <laughs> and I was like, all right, bro, I'll make you a chain. He goes, no, but I'm not paying for it. And I was like, all right, bro. I started walking long behind the fucking security and walked the other way. I didn't walk across the court. I walked behind everyone. You need everyone. to make me a fucking chain. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck that. I was like, dude, I was like, wow. That was the, the, the closest to I was like, because I'm not the type of dude to be like, all right, I'm going to sue this dude for three thirteen million million. I wouldn't. Come on, bro. You crazy? Like right. that's, But I wouldn't want him to hit me. Fuck I, no. Yeah, like. Yo, when you're up on NBA dudes, like, and you're really there, like, motherfuckers don't realize how yeah. big these motherfuckers right. are. Right. But he looks like he actually could fight too, though. You know what I mean? So, like. It doesn't matter if yeah. he could not fight. Yeah. When you're seven feet, 280. Yeah. That motherfucker's, that's a big motherfucker. Oh, no, for sure. So, I just, I was tripping. So, you know. Going on to heckling, whatever. I know we we're originally talking about shoes. I just, I just, another thing too is when you can find an NBA player's exclusive, depending, oh, right. depending on some of these things, going back to sneakers, Russell Westbrook, about five years ago, I was sitting at a floor, floor seat game. Somehow he was wearing Jordan 3s, my f- favorite Jordan of all time. The Jordan 3, Black Cement's my favorite. He was wearing an OKC color Jordan 3, player exclusive, right? They call them PEs. PEs are player exclusives. And I was like, what the fuck? And I remember back in the day. So you think that was like a one, a one of one? It is a one of one. It so is. these guys have other level. Oh, other level, next level. But, some, but see, the thing is, on the, on the flip side, when it comes to a rare sneaker, you'll never see a rare sneaker over a 13, 14. So these guys can't wear those because these guys are 17, 18, 19, 15, 16. These guys don't have, they don't get the chance to wear some of these rare Yeezys or anything else because they don't make over a 13. Right. So seeing Russell Westbrook, I was like, whoa, it reminded me back in the day in the 90s, you know, I played ball against Harold Miner in high school. So like seeing Harold Miner play, he, they call him Baby Jordan, right? Right. He had the Jordan 9s and on the back of his shoe, instead of saying 23, he had 32 on there, like actually made in the shoe. That was fucking dope. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, right, So like seeing the player exclusives now, they're dope. And like there's a few people who are really big in kicks. Right. In the NBA you mean players. ball players. Yeah. PJ Tucker is the most insane collection. Right. Like crazy. He's, he buys all the crazy shit. And like, you know, a lot of things work into the price. Like, for instance, when Kobe did the, the they did a friends and family, Kobe Jordan 3 and an 8. And these are still going for $30,000 each. Still. Yes. And they made all the sizes for homies and stuff. Like, Fabulous got a pair. And I didn't get a pair. And I was kind of felt like, yo, man. You know, and at the same time, people are like, yo, why should you get a pair? I could think of a million people's why, why, reasons why I should get a pair. But at the same time, whatever, I didn't. And, you know, Kobe's legacy is written and done. So that shoe is just going to go up and up. Right. That Jordan. You know what I mean? So like an art piece. Like, those are ones you don't, yeah. you don't, sh- you don't wear. Yeah. They're collections. But for the most part... When it comes to rare collectible shoes, it's usually a Nike Jordan or maybe a SB Dunk. Um, some of the old Dunks now are coming back. All the NCAA Dunks. I like the old Dunks. Yeah. So I, I remember actually, you know, randomly seeing you around and seeing you wear Dunks. So like, for instance, the the Iowa States are coming back. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the black the and yellow joints. Yeah. The the golden rods. So like you got Kentucky, you got the UNLV, you got, you know, or they call them the Ohio State Buckeyes, but they're UNLVs, the running rebel shoes. They got like, you know, um, Kentucky Wildcats. They have all these old school Michigans, right? Will Puma, Converse, and Under Armour ever be legitimately sexy? Can can Jay-Z, with all his fucking dopeness and shit, and, and they have some good players who just signed a Puma. They're even trying to get ball players yeah. uh, to get New Balance. Well, well, I mean, I guess no one would have thought Adidas would have been back, and they made it back. So, like, not I think- only do they come back, they're fucking. They 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 actually went out and fucking start killing. They're killing. But, Kanye but, and, and but but, yeah. but for, we know those 
can can Puma Converse forget Under Armour because that's always going to be a sports brand, right? So Under Armour has always been. I didn't even know this until later because ASAP Rocky just dropped his shoe with Under Armour, but he did a oh, black shit. line. So now with what do you with, mean a black line? Like like you know how Prada has Prada Sport, right? So like Prada Sports like they're like Sport line, but still Prada is not exactly attainable to regular people on the street, and even Sports still very expensive, right? He did like a Prada Sport line for Under Armour. He did like a $10 million deal with Under Armour, you know? And Rocky's a smart business dude. He's a fat, he's a very highly looked right. at fashion dude. So he released an AUG pair of sneakers that were like, I mean, I wear them. People are like, oh, they're ugly, whatever. I like them. You know, they're comfortable as hell. But like Under Armour, you got to look at the fact that every single year for like five years, they either had the starting player on the, the Super Bowl team. They had the best player in soccer. They had the best player in fucking football, basketball. Something they, had they got Steph a good Curry. scouting team. So they, 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 they always had the best guys. Yeah, so... Going on, it still doesn't help. I don't know if Steph Curry's shoes are selling, but I know they ain't worth anything on the resale market. Right. You know what I mean? So going back, I know Jay's pushing Puma heavy and Puma's giving big checks, but I don't know. Now, again, if they get the right cultural influencer person, it could be cool and hot for a minute. I don't know if they could withstand and have that longevity. I don't know if they could have like that. Like Adidas right. was dead for a minute, right? And you only looked at them as a Run DMC shell to original shoe. Right. And then Pharrell came in. Right. And then fucking Pharrell came and fucking flipped everything with the fucking human made shit, blah, blah. And then Ye came in too. Right. And then like all this other stuff. And, and they, they just, made cool sneakers for whatever it's worth. They did. Pusha came in and did a couple things cool. It's just saying they got a good team. You, it's, they, so it's got to be, it's, it can't just be Jay-Z. The sneaker at some point has got to appeal to. They need a good silhouette. And from there, boom, Nike had so many unbelievable silhouettes that they started. What does you know, that mean, it, silhouette? So they need like, for instance, like. That's a silhouette of the 574. Now, if I start putting snakeskin, blah, blah, whatever, we're doing a 574. Uh, now I there's see. a 670, there's an 888 or blah, blah, blah. I got so it's you. Like Nike has a Jordan 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. They could keep going. The 17 might come around and be hot again. You never I got fucking you. know. You know, Adidas had so many different molds, whatever. What I'm saying is Puma has a Clyde. Yeah, yeah. They have like yeah. a couple little breakdance shoes. But Clyde like is dope, though. Like that, when it, I look at that it, logo, like modern, like I'm like, yo, this, this shit's kind of dope. It is, but kids are weird. They don't know. And they don't know. Dude, I know fucking kids who don't even fucking know who fucking Pete Rock is. Yeah. Let alone you try to go back to KRS-One or something. It's right. like, who? Right. They don't know. You know, and and again, people are like, oh, you don't know hip-hop. I'm like, bro, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, hip-hop, yes, pre-2008. I'm a right. motherfucker. Right, right. After that, it's like, I just know I'm making change for some people. I got you. You know, going on, Converse. They're always going to be the classic, and it's like, you know, even Larry Johnson during his height couldn't do the grandmama, couldn't do it, and it's like, um, there was a point where definitely, you know, the Converse weapons were dope because Bird and Magic had them, but it was like, you know, it's like, okay, well, it did well for that, but it's like, it never did the Jordan well, so it's like, now... You need a young motherfucker, like the Bird, Jordan, Dr. J, history of Converse, you need some young person let, let me, to, re let me break to this down. revitalize it. Let me break this down. Break it down. Virgil Abloh is, Virgil is so big right now, it's out of control, right? He's a, he's a founder and owner of, you know, founder and, and a creative director for Off-White. He's also, you know... I hate those fucking sneakers, yeah, by the way. But listen... I, I don't need the sneaker to but, say what's on the sneaker. But listen, man. I don't need the fucking... What would they, like... I don't want the sneaker I get looking it, like I get it's going it, to fall I apart. It, I get it. I get like, listen, oh, we're going to use a staple to put the, the thing on. Okay, so Like, listen, I get man. it. It's like raw, but it's but, like, I don't want I'm the getting, fucking thing to fall apart. But listen... He's a big deal. He's part of Donda. I know he's what do I know. Yeah, I know nothing. So he's, he's part of Kanye's, you know, original design team camp. He's part of Donda. And, you know, he came out and flourished. That's a big deal. Listen, yeah, man. Yeah, I get it. When, when you're someone big, though, like you're Drake or Kanye, and someone in your crew becomes almost bigger, uh. that's a big deal, right? So that, I'm happy for, for Virgil. Um, 
I had a joke with him one time too because I didn't get a pair of his first early shoes. So I put, I finally got a pair of myself and I put fuck Virgil on the side because he puts like, <laughs> he puts like air this, air Bella Hadid or air Kardashian, blah, blah, whatever. So anyways, he came out. Now, mind you, an expensive sneaker in my eyes or a collector's eyes is when you get over the $600 mark, when you get to six to three Gs, it's not fucking games anymore. You, right. have, you have a hot sneaker on your hands, right, okay? Right, right, I would say even a decent semi-general release, we call them GRs, a GR sneaker could hit 325, 350. What generally? General release. Oh, general release. Meaning it hit okay. Foot Locker. I got you. If it doesn't hit Foot Locker, usually it hits a tier zero account, tier one account. I don't have time to break those numbers down. But undefeated is a tier zero account. Now, would you ever come with me? Like we get we get we get a rent a car and maybe some masks. We see these assholes lined up in front of one of these stores early and egg these cocksuckers. Would you ever do that with me? Like I've we, done it before. Bro. Like we egg these, just lob a couple eggs in there. Yeah. Like ah, you spread the crowd out. It'd a be good bit. for the culture if we do that. It'd be good for the culture because now these kids, their people are paying for waiting in line services and this that whatever. It's like get the fuck out of here. It's a real service. You asked about the Converse, and I just wanted to let you know, no one's ever made a Converse expensive. Virgil did an off-white Converse, oh. and I got gifted a pair. My wife got gifted a pair, and some of them are up to $3,500 for it, depending on what size they are. So they're, you know, it's, it's crazy. But again, he'd have to do a line and this, that, and a third to make it like cool. It was so limited. Do you know what I mean? Like It's like, so again, I don't know. Do you know? Like... The reason why Balenciaga and these big, gigantic dad shoes, these crazy-looking runners, that people call them clown shoes, whatever, they're doing well is because, one, they have a history of, obviously, one super expensive price point. You know, they have a rapper or, like, an influencer behind it, blah, blah, and they could do that, and they have their history of high fashion. Right. When it comes to the regular sneaker shit, it's like, I don't know if you caught it because you listened to the song Sickle Mode, but, you know, you hear Drake, and he says, checks over stripes. I mean, stripes over checks. What is that? I'm mean? sorry, checks over stripes. So the Nike is a check. It's a, it's a swoosh. Ah. And he was saying that the stripes are the Adidas. Remember, right. his deal was the, the Adidas. Right. And then all that shit happened with the song. And right, right, I guess, right. He's right, Nike, right. right? Yeah, he's Nike. He, but he, was, he, he signed with Adidas, signed a big deal. And then I don't know. So, you know, it's a, it's a crazy thing. All right, Ben Bowler. Ben Bowler made the chain. Ben Bowler made the fucking slides. Ben Bowler did the podcast. We're back. Hopefully the uh, the Red Sox, uh, 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 your prediction will be wrong, but at least you keep your Lamborghini. Uh, the people wanted it. I wanted Ben Bowler, uh, part two on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. I, I appreciate it, Ben. Thank you. I really appreciate coming back, man. I told you it was good. You know, you're rocking with the best. You got you to gotta, uh, pay the cost to be the boss. Okay, this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, the best in the fucking business. A growing, evolving forest of podcasting. There's roots, trees sprouting up all over the place. This is an ever-growing, ever-changing forest of greatness. Okay? Uh, ben Boyer, thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for taking me a ride in that shitbox Lamborghini you have. I'm kidding. Uh, and so much more. See, I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Best in the business. Miles Jordan, take us out of here with something real nice, something real proper. I'm done. <laughs>